Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, it's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Okay, big day for the reopening yep. plan set to be announced this afternoon at 1 o'clock. What are you hearing? Yeah, so I'm, I'm hearing it's going to be a fairly structured reopening with some goalposts, some you know, some markers there in terms of um, different sectors opening at different times. So restaurants, obviously, the, the order that banned in-person uh, dining expired at midnight last night. So restaurants can open right now, and in fact, a lot of them are doing indoor dining this morning, according yeah. to the BC Restaurant Association. Some All of them the, open for breakfast this morning. The coffee shop from the ledge that I go to pretty well every day, I just came from there. They still don't have in-person seating, but they expect to move there fairly quickly. Yeah. Uh, again, it's going to be a gradual reopening. Uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry has likened it to a dimmer switch rather than an off-on switch. Right. So you're going to see... Restaurants and pubs go first. Uh, you're going to see, I think, religious services uh, allowed to uh, occur this weekend. Again, we're going back. When, when we reopen, it's still on, on under the new rules, which is no more than 50 people and in one place. That Now, that may be changed. Who knows? I mean, the, the reason we're reopening, and we're going to reopen at, a, at an accelerated pace, is because our COVID situation has improved so significantly, literally in the last couple of weeks. I mean, since the beginning of this month, um, our case numbers, our daily case numbers are down almost 300 a day. Our positivity rate is almost cut in half. The yeah. number of people in hospital is down from 511 daily rate at the end of April to 292 yesterday. Now, you know, we're, we're in this position now where we suddenly say, oh, 300 cases, that's great. It was, that's still a lot of cases of yeah. COVID-19. I remember at the start of this, if you had said 300 a day, oh, people would have been freaking out. out. Yeah. yeah, and now we got 292 people in the hospital, right? And that's seen as a good thing because yeah. it's not 511. But go back. I remember we peaked last year. We peaked at 149 people in the hospital, and everybody was freaked out by that. Now yeah. we're at 292. We're not in as bad a situation as Alberta, Ontario, Manitoba's in a particularly bad situation right now. But we're in a position where. The COVID numbers are, are dropping both in terms of uh, daily cases, hospitalizations, ICUs, and that's why we're reopening. Okay, let's have a listen to Premier John Horgan here and what people can expect to hear this afternoon at 1 o'clock. They can expect on Tuesday that the circuit breaker will be over and a roadmap will be laid out for all British Columbians to see. Okay, there was also some complaints, though, from restaurants, bars, pubs, mm -hmm. why don't you give us some clearer information in advance yep. so we can know to call back staff, to order in supplies, like what's going on? Like I spoke to Jeff Guinard, the head of the mm -hmm. Bars and Pubs Association this morning, said they still don't know. Now he, I suspect right now, is getting a background briefing because he said he was going to get one from the government. So he probably knows right now what's going on. They're probably yeah, telling. It, it's still unclear why they had to rely on a wink and a nod from uh, John Horgan and Adrian Dix and Bonnie Henry rather than just outright saying we're going to reopen on such and such a date at such and such a time. Other provinces have done that. Um, BC, uh, for some reason, all along has been very nuanced in its communications. It hasn't been really deliberate and clear about certain things. And one of them 
includes dates for um, resuming activities. It'll be interesting at 1 o'clock today whether we do get dates, whether we say July 1st, sports teams can start or whatever. Um, you know, uh, movies, theaters, uh, plays can begin at such and such a date. Or if it's going to be, we'll rely on the numbers, uh, and we will rely on the numbers in the summer. And if our COVID numbers go start going north again and go up, back up to 500 a day, if hospitals go back up to more than 300 a day, if ICUs go to 125 a day, then these restrictions will be slapped on us again. They will not be eased. But I, I think everyone's betting that's not going to happen. We're in a good, we're in a better position now than we were a month ago, and that means we're going to relax the measures. Okay, in-person religious services, church, churches, temples, sex so. reopen. Yeah, I expect this weekend will probably be that. But again, under the the rules that were there before, uh, social distancing rules, no more than fifty people, depending on the size of your facility. Um, and, and when restaurants reopen again, it's not uh, full on, you know, uh, no holds barred. It's six people at a table. Yeah, it'll be interesting and social distancing rules, WorkSafe BC, your work plans that we, we had to create under WorkSafe BC are still going to be there. They're not disappearing. So you have to go back to that no matter what business you are. OK, let's listen to Dr. Bonnie Henry here on the reopening plan. Here she is. It will happen slowly and gradually, and we'll pause and watch and make sure that we're not seeing a resurgence of disease as we get through this next little while, as we know that it takes some time before full protection as well from immunization. So don't expect to see on one day everything's going to come back. It's going to be gradually increasing in all different areas over a period of weeks and months. Okay, so there she is discussing the dimmer switch concept that yep. you mentioned but also talking about the immunization. The vaccine continues to roll out, and it looks like the vaccine is being effective. Yeah, well, we've, I, that's a big reason why there's a drop in numbers and why yeah. the positivity rate has been dropping sure. significantly. We're now at more than 60% of the adult population has had one dose, at least one dose. Um, we're getting a lot of vaccines in May and June, and we're going to perhaps hit the 80% mark of, um, of the target uh, population by you know mid to late June. Okay, this is all good. I mentioned I had Jeff Guinard on the show earlier today from Able BC. They represent the bars and pubs, and here's what he had to say to me about the sector and their struggles during the pandemic. When we're through this, you're going to see the industry looks a lot different. We're probably going to lose about a third of it. Um, just because wow. there's, there's not enough business. Yeah, it's it's quite stark, right? So messing around and not giving us clarity is, is really frustrating. Like, we're, just tell us what you want to do so we can make plans, right? And we have to recall staff. We have to order ingredients, right? Yeah. But I think from government's perspective, they're they're less concerned uh, sometimes about the financial health of the industry overall. They don't see that taking a few days is going to be that big of a deal. They, they're they're fine with a slower rollout, and it's uh, it's our job to try and help convince them otherwise. Okay, Jeff Guinard, they're expressing some frustration mm-hmm. on behalf of BC par- pubs and restaurants with the lack of clarity. We're going to get that this afternoon at one o'clock, live here on CKNW. Um, there's a difference between restaurants and liquor primary services, right? They get different license. But you expect pubs and bars to, to open well, for indoor service. I expect pubs to open. Nightclubs, I'm, Night not, club, so, right. I'm not so sure about that. We had a lot of um I'll be very surprised if nightclubs open. Yeah, but keep in mind, we're we're now at a level of COVID that we weren't at in, since last fall. Um, again, the, the daily number yesterday was the lowest since late November. The rolling seven-day average is the lowest since November second or third, I believe. Yeah. So we're in a we're the trends are, are in the right place, which I think allows for more reopening than not. So maybe nightclubs, but uh, I'd be surprised. Okay. What about the travel restrictions? Do you think they'll yeah. be relaxing? 
Not sure those roadblocks or checkpoints are going to be stood down today. Uh, they were supposed to, the, the order under the Emergency Program Act was supposed to expire today, but it may be extended. But I expect uh, travel is going to be, uh, if not allowed, even encouraged in the summer because it's part of the economic um, recovery is that people get out. Remember John Horgan last May prematurely told British Columbians, get out and travel. He was about a week or two early. But that was the advice um, once the COVID numbers started to dissipate last last summer was get out, travel BC, spend your money in, in communities. We're not at that point yet, but I suspect we, we soon will be. Okay, 1 o'clock this afternoon is the live announcement on the reopening plan, and that'll be brought to you live here on CKNW. Let me ask you real quickly before we take a, a break, Keith, about sort of the escalating war in the woods we're seeing on Vancouver Island right mm-hmm. now. We're seeing a lot of arrests at those anti-logging blockades we see in the Ferry Creek area Just in southern Vancouver town. Island near Victoria, near Port Renfrew. Uh, we got up over 50 people arrested mm-hmm. here over over several days. Including Zipporah Berman. Yeah, was, uh, one of the chief organizers of the War of the Woods in Clackwood. She'll be on tomorrow's show, by the way. Yeah, so I, I think this is an, an interesting and fascinating dispute because it's uh, it's near the capital, so it's accessible. It's not really remote. You can get a lot of protesters there very quickly. They've already had a number of protests at the legislature, including one that tied up traffic <coughs> uh, in the capital. All right. Yeah. Um, we've had about 53 people arrested there over the past few days in the Ferry Creek logging uh, area. Here's the interesting thing, though. You've got a First, First Nation there, yes. the Patchydot First Nation, who have been involved in logging for as, as long as they've been around, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, I mean, I talked to a guy from the Patchydot First Nation on the weekend who was telling me, like, you know, we've been cutting down old growth cedar trees here yep. for literally centuries to make canoes. There's an, an important and distinction between this dispute and the War of the Woods in Clackwitzum because of the First Nations is on the side of logging in terms of yep. the elected chiefs. There's some hereditary chiefs and some youth who are opposed to logging. They're part of the protest, but the band itself, First Nations itself, is formally aligned with the company. They have a number of contracts with the company, Teal right. Jones. Uh, They've they, got a sawmill. Yeah, they have three sawmills. So yeah. it's a <laughs> it's a significant opera, economic operation for that First Nations, and that makes this very difficult for the NDP necessarily to, to wade into this. Well, what state. about these environmentalists, too, who are very quick to invoke the rights of Indigenous people mm-hmm. when they're opposing these projects? Yep. They say they support the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People. And the NDP's... Uh, here, you've got a, here you've got a First Nation that supports this yep. logging. And, and, they've, and they've asked, the First Nation has asked these protesters get to lost. go home. Yeah, no, they told Leave them us they're not, alone. They're not welcome there. So it, what makes this so sensitive for the NDP, they have now implemented UNDRIP, the United Nations yeah. Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People. So now you have a First Nation of indigenous people who want to do this activity and the environmental activists are asking the NDP to stop the First Nations right to do that and this is why it makes it almost an impossible situation for the NDP. Okay, here's what we'll do. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. John Horgan's writing. All right, welcome back. Baldry's Beats, Keith Baldry. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Steve and Langley. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, they never really mentioned anything about the casinos. What's the oh, plan yeah. with that? It's a good well, question. 
Interestingly, the Lottery Corporation revenue in the budget this year, and I haven't been able to get the question in on this, is suddenly expected to increase significantly from last year. Now, last year, casinos were shut for the entire fiscal year um, and had zero revenue. Now they're projecting, I, off the top of my head, I think it's like $375 million in more revenue, wow. which would seem to be an indication that the Lottery Corp is assuming casinos are going to reopen at some point in this fiscal year. The fiscal year ends next, uh, the end of next March. So we're going to have two doses by the fall. I'm betting the government's going to be starved for revenue. I think casinos will open this fall. It, it sure sounds that way. Yeah. You know, I think it's time to shuffle up and deal there and get the uh, the casinos going again. Good question, Steve. Let's go to Bobby in Maple Ridge. Hey, Bobby. Oh, hi. I'm hi. curious about some of the confusion over the travel restrictions and when they end. Everybody's been talking about the fact that they're over now, and yet on the BC government website it says they end at midnight on May 25th, which my interpretation is that's tonight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I thought, is, it, was, I thought it was last correct. night. No, was it, was it last night no, or is it tonight? No, so the public health orders were about restaurants and group fitness and other things. The travel restrictions... And those ended last night at midnight. Those ended last night. Yeah. The travel restrictions were invoked by Mark Farnworth, the public safety minister, under the Emergency Program Act, which is a different uh, order than the, um, than the public health order. I talked to Farnworth yesterday. He said it wasn't entirely clear whether or certain whether or not those restrictions in terms of those roadblocks or the checkpoints would disappear after today or not likely will but maybe not okay well that's one well they're still up today are yeah, they yeah i think so uh, okay <laughs> it is a little unclear hopefully we're going to get some clarity this afternoon uh debbie in west Kelowna. hi debbie hi, hi there go ahead hi um i think it's high time that we open up our communities we, you know, we've been in lockdown. I haven't had a haircut in a year. Um, I want to see churches open. I want to have the barbers are, the hairdressers are open. Yeah, I've I know, had. but I've been the the good person that you know doesn't go out. <laughs> okay. So right. I'd like to just have life go back. I think that the uh, the effects of lockdowns have the negative effects have far mm-hmm. exceeded uh, even with all the fatalities as sad as they are. Okay. We need to start, get on with our life. We have a life. Well, inter- interesting point. And, you know, it's interesting. We've never really had the lockdown that Ontario, Manitoba, Alberta have had to various degrees. The schools have been open. Our barbershops have been our open. Our schools remained open. Our retail trade has remained open. Yeah. Our restaurants actually were open for, you know, there was a time for a number of months in Canada, you could not get an imp- you could not sit down at a table in a restaurant west of uh, New Brunswick unless you were in BC. So the, the in-person, the ban on in-person dining is relatively recent, and again is unique uh, west yeah. of west of the Maritime. So we've never really had that lockdown. But she, Debbie raises a good point about the mental health aspect, yeah. and that's been part of the mental, the public health uh, strategy here. It's been clear, Dr. Bonnie Henry has felt that if you just suddenly shut people up, literally shut them in their homes, prevent them from doing things. That could lead to a worse outcome in terms of mental health than just allowing sort of some restrictions, but not overly heavy. Let's go to James in Vancouver. Hi, James. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I, I really hope that that this time around that they're they're they know what they're doing. I mean, this government and and this whole thing has been the epitome of false hope for a lot of business owners. I have a friend that has spent more money on lost stock from being opened up and closed down and losing staff than he's ever gotten from the government. So I really hope that they've thought about this 
and they understand what they're doing to these people every time they put the carrot out and then swipe it away. Well, you got to hope that this will be the end of it now with the with the vaccine. Yeah, rollout, with the vaccination it? rollout. Now um, we're over sixty percent. We're going to be at eighty uh, percent before too long. We're doing about one percent a day. Uh, it'd be very. I'd be very surprised if the, if we re, re, resume restrictive measures after we, we reopen. Now it, the possibility remains. I mean, we have seen cases around the world where even with seventy five percent inoculation, you do see a spike in in some cases. And of course, there's the variance of concern. Although I note. The variants haven't really grown, particularly the India variant, has not grown in number for some time. Keith, thanks a lot. Talk tomorrow.